All right, settle down, settle down. Enough fooling around with the substitute teachers. Now it is time for the real professor of the Umbrella Academy to be back and talk about the Umbrella Academy, the show that we are talking about. I am your professor of the Umbrella Academy and not a substitute teacher, Alex. Your subs are still here, though. We're still coming through, partying hard. Let's do this. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about the day that was. Not the day that wasn't, but the day that was uh, the paired episode to the previous episode, which we didn't get to talk about. I think, actually, if I remember correctly, I've been off the last two episodes. So sorry I haven't talked to you guys about it. I know, because uh, I, we haven't pre- spoken in any other way except for on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I do feel particularly bummed, and we'll get into it in a moment, uh, but I'm pretty bummed because I wanted to see what your reaction, Justin, was to the Leonard reveal, since that was something that we've been kind of dancing around on the podcast a little bit. I know this is your first time watching the show, uh, so I, I don't listen to the podcast. What was your take on it? Clearly you do, because you knew that we were doing, we were substitute teachers, which yeah. we are. Yeah, it was at the beginning of the end, you know, just so I could edit it all together. Right. Mm. You can, yeah, smart. <laughs> Get the high notes. Um, I thought it was, uh, I like it. I like that sort of the um, the only way into this uh, family is through the one person that they sort of don't count in their family. And I like that he's framed as a supervillain rather than just like, uh, creep, as some of us on this podcast has referred to him. He's a fucking uh, creep. But he also, he's like a, he gets a sort of true supervillain origin story in a good way. Uh, and so he, I, I liked it a lot. He's a fucking creep. Uh, I, I what, What's upsetting <laughs> about this episode and compared to the last episode is that this episode negates the last episode and the last episode had some really sweet nice moments a lot of things came together for our main characters and that's all wiped clean it's like a shitty what if uh issue of a comic book technically the what if was the fun episode we saw last time yeah yeah, but Pete, let me throw this out to you. I feel like you—it really bothers you when um, any sort of content does this. Like it gives you yeah. something and then takes it away. You want yeah. what's best for the characters, as if they were real people who you hung out with. Uh, th- they are real to me. Yeah, they're you're your. A future, would you say? You're a fut- uh, would you say they're your best friends, Pete, or how yeah. would you refer to them? Yeah, okay. the, my my TV is my best friend. You're a Howard. Gotcha. Uh, you're a um, Harold in the making. Hey, I hey, thought you were going to say you're a Howard you. the Duck for a second, which also accurate because you're he really doesn't Howard wear pants. <laughs> and and because Donald he's does. fucking Leah Thompson. Oh man, yeah. wow. the, the most essential right characteristic of, of that, <laughs> that character. Is it's her her name Thompson. is close to my actual girlfriend's name, so it's kind of weird that you say that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, did your girlfriend star in Back to the Future? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. Do you do any sort of quack-based sexual play? Some duck stuff? That's a hell of a question to ask me. Are you ducking around a little bit at night? <laughs> yeah. Always. <laughs> Late night ducking? Always be ducking. Wow. 
Nice. So probably should have mentioned this up front. Obviously, we're going to spoil the episode. We're going to very quickly talk about what happened in the day that was. But mostly, you should have watched it already. You should have checked it out before you get into this podcast. (laughs) Uh, You are a professor scolding his students. He likes to scold people at the top of the app. It's I got to get past that so I can get to the fun stuff. All the business, a business in the front, party in the back. You know. Oh how I am. yeah, yeah. It's business in the Alex, party in the Pete and Justin. That's the way we do it. <laughs> oh. We're the mullet. We've always been the mullet. Uh, so yeah, this is the paired episode with the last episode. Uh, in the last episode, a lot of stuff went down. A lot of people died. Bad shit happened. Uh, and then five jumped back in time and basically reversed everything. So we got a do over of the day that was in this episode. Uh, and over the course of this episode, over the course of this day, you see a couple of things that happen a little differently. A couple of things that happen the same. Specifically, Hazel and Cha-Cha still try to kill oh, each other man. in this episode. Uh, Hazel reveals that he's going to run away with Donut Lady. Uh, so that's pretty sweet and nice. Yeah, On the Umbrella Academy side. Things. Yeah, things happen uh, pretty differently. There's still a family meeting. Vanya is still rejected off of it. Uh, she goes with Leonard off to a cabin. Fucking Leonard creepy, ends up getting beaten up. She loses it, reveals her powers, find out so that she does, in fact, have powers, and they're pretty destructive. So that's going on. But Leonard loses an eye in the process. Bad for him, unless you hate him, in which case you're probably pretty happy about that. Right, Pete? Yeah, yeah. But it's also like all of a sudden a fight broke out exactly when they needed it for her to test his powers. I know that's all part of that creeps fucking plan because he's creepy. This Do you think he was he was doing he did it on purpose so he could lose an eye? Like he's I like, think he I'm did it on purpose eye. to kick kickstart <laughs> her powers. Uh, but I I do think though that like. Uh, Sorry to interrupt, but this is just a perfect opportunity. I'm actually starting a Kickstarter to lose my right eye. And if you guys mm-hmm. can pledge, that would be great. Check it out at uh, Alex dash loses dash an eye. What's the most I can pl- pledge? What? What's the highest amount of money I can pledge to that? The highest amount of money? Yeah. Uh, the highest amount of money is $5. And for that, you get my eye. I'm doing Ooh, it. Ah, I want to pledge for the eye, though. Finally, we have a Cyclops on our team. Looks like we've always wanted. Yeah, you've always been the Cyclops of this team. Um, So, yeah, I just think that, like, what's upsetting about this episode is the last one Vanya finds out at the end. But she, there were so many signs, so many signs when he's pushing her, pushing her, and she still doesn't know. Well, let me mention a couple of other things, and then I do want to get to the quality or lack thereof of the episode. Uh, Ooh, easy, on, Ooh, professor. Depending, easy. depending on which side you fall out, I think. Uh, but we get a couple wow. of other things snap differently, particularly Allison, Diego, and Luther. No, Allison, Diego, yep. and Klaus, I think. Five? Yeah. I don't know. Allison, Diego, and Five <laughs> end up trying to track down some leads and find out who this Harold guy is. They very yes. quickly find out that it is, in fact, Leonard. They go to his house. Things get messed up a little bit, so they don't get to shut it, shut it down necessarily. But now they know that Leonard is going after them. We also find out that Leonard's motivation is that he was born the same day as the Umbrella Academy kids. But as far as Reginald Hargreaves is concerned, he doesn't have any powers. So he went crazy, killed his dad, went to prison for 12 years. And then five days before this, found Reginald Hargreaves' diary and decided to target Vanya and go after 
after her. So that's kind of his whole plan. Uh, and as a little bit of a side trip, Luther super bummed out that nobody is hanging out with him and that he can't save the world and that Reginald doesn't like him and sent to the moon for maybe no reason. Goes to a party, gets super high. Klaus also gets high. Has not, a not just a party. He's at a rave, man. Yeah, be straight oh, about what I'm kind sorry. of party this is, Alex. Yeah, dude. Sorry Come on, bro. That. It's a real shindig. And oh so Klaus gets your old. Alex, real quick, could you describe the last rave that you were at? <laughs> oh, gosh. The rave I was at, well, there was some bathtub gin, see? And we had uh, Bugsy was there. And uh, then the coppers came and broke the whole thing up. And we had a skedaddle. Wow. Um, and we I had was, glow sticks. And you had glow sticks. Nice. Yeah. Um, you weren't uh, on Molly. You were with Molly, your friend. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, man. She's a swell gal. So, Are you uh, friends I with think Molly? Pr- Wait, no, real quick, a uh, quick story about Pete. Um, the, the oh, boy. Going to a rave reminds me of I was, vis- I was doing a show in uh, Philadelphia, and we <laughs> went out afterwards, uh, Pete and his, <laughs> uh, and his personal Leah Thompson. Yeah. And we were like, we had been drinking all day. We were so we drank on stage for this show I was mm-hmm. doing. And uh, so by now it was like midnight and we were like, uh, well, I think we're going to go uh, grab one more beer and then probably head home. Pete was like, yeah. And then Pete's girlfriend was like, hey, um, we have to go into the dance room now. Uh, we have to get our Nate. We have to get in before midnight so that we can dance for a long time. And Pete went and danced for a long time. Dance the night and away, that, bro. And that dance was the enchantment under the sea dance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, it, it was funny because we <laughs> that's at, a Back to the Future reference. I just wanted to be very clear about that. No, no, that's no, super, no super obvious. Uh, what was funny okay. was we were at the diner, like, scarfing. Everybody's like, oh, I'm so full. Probably just have one more beer and then go pass out. And I was like, I'm going to go dance the night away, gentlemen. Yeah, he did. Amazing. And uh, Marvin Berry was the DJ, I believe. <laughs> yeah. No, the DJ's name was, like, DJ DJ or something like that. I think that's 100% mm. right because we were yeah. like... Uh, you were like, we gotta go see DJ DJ, and we were like, <laughs> we are, we are not at that age right now. <laughs> <laughs> so just to wrap it up, uh, Klaus also heads to the party. He's been clean for a while ever since his trip to the Vietnam War. We find out that he was. Uh, very much in love uh, with a boy there. We find out a little bit more of that. He keeps flashing back. He's a man. And he eventually has a flash um, flash sideways. I don't know, flash to death, where he sees Reginald Hargreaves. I'm sure we'll talk about that in a moment. They have a heart-to-heart, finally, about what happened to him. Um, and then, by the end, everybody's apart. Uh, everybody is in bad places. Turns out the day that was... Even worse in some ways than the day that wasn't. And that's your broad overview of the episode. Now, I'll start off, and I'm curious to get your guys' take. It was definitely watching this episode again. I remembered how annoyed I was about this episode. And the reason I was annoyed about this episode was different than I think the, uh, the way you were positing. Pete was annoyed about this episode. I just think they didn't do enough with the changes. Like, I feel like somebody in the writer's room probably said, there's always these things where you get a redo and it always shakes things up dramatically. What if it didn't change that much? Wouldn't that be interesting? And it is theoretically an interesting idea, but it's not interesting to watch. Is well, my take on well, it. Well, here's the thing. I, I disagree with you because there are like certain things that when you think about it, 
uh, certain events will change your whole day. You know what I mean? Like certain <laughs> things that can happen really can throw your day upside down. Other things are so set in motion that you can't, you can put as many different roadblocks in front of Hazel and Cha-Cha as you want. And when they get tube information, they're going to, they're going to attack each other because they follow those tubes. The tubes. But just that, that initial thing of five jumping back in time and coming up to everybody and being like, we got to do over on this day. Here's what's going on. They're all like, nah. I mean, maybe it's the, I I know you guys are more improvisers than I am, but the shoddy improv (laughs) training I've had, it feels like he came in and was like, here, I'm giving you something of the scene. And they were like, no, but, and then left. And it's very (laughs) frustrating to watch. Well, Well, I... I uh, I think I, I'm in the middle in between the two of you uh, because I agree with you, Alex. They could have done so much more if they sort of cleanly treated these two episodes as like parentheses. Like one was was, was mm-hmm. what didn't happen and one is what did happen. And they sort of – you want them to reflect on each other more because the part that really I liked was when we see that Hazel and Cha-Cha's day didn't change yeah. uh, very much. Like their day is separate. Uh, five but we also really got them. to see more with their day uh, from different perspective. We got the whole donut lady romance, the kiss spin. I mean, come on. Come on. Uh, but I do think if we <laughs> got stronger counterpoints to from the day that wasn't to the day that was, it would hang together as a two-part thing and be actually really mm-hmm. exciting, I think. Um, because it does sort of wander in this episode. And I think thematically they're trying to make a point that like – um, in the day that uh, yeah. the day that wasn't, um, Vanya finds out that she's in a bad place with um, Leonard slash Harold, uh, which is Creepy a good guy. thing. The yeah. rest of the group sort of goes their separate ways and isn't coming together as a family, except and for Luther and Allison are getting their relationship together. So they're sort of separately finding peace, but not coming together. And in the second ep- in this episode, the day that was, they come together, but like everything goes really poorly. So I yeah, think that, that, those those are the themes they're trying to get to, but it doesn't really land to your point, Alex, because it doesn't really uh, just have enough strong connections to the episode from before. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, Selman, I think part of your frustration is you want them just to be a team and to work together and save the world like they're supposed to, but because they had such a fucked up role, f- you know, like ro- role figure in their life, like a, a shitty father, if you will. That even when they're supposed to come together, they don't know how they can't. They're not there yet. So when they get the redo, what do you expect them to do to all be like, oh, the world's ending? Oh, I'll forget all this bullshit that has been keeping us apart for all these years. It still is. It's still them. They're not all of a sudden brand new. So I think it's one of those things where, like, it's interesting that you want them to do it so bad, but even... Mm -hmm. Uh, no, they get the redo. They still are themselves. So I, I, I applaud them for staying true to this, uh, the, who the characters are instead of just making a clean redo and all of a sudden we're a team and all of a sudden we're going to save the world because that's what we're supposed to do. I, I think uh, I think that's right, Pete. Like I, I've, I think you're right about that being my take on it and that by being my feeling because this, to me, 
structurally in the season, this would have been perfect if you put it right towards the end, where it is that turning point, where they do get to be a team and they do get to come together and figure out what's going on and move forward in that. Instead, we're at, what is this, the seventh episode? So there's still a bunch more to go, relatively speaking. And instead, it's that point where they're broken apart. So I I don't know. I, I just wish... There's a lot to like about this episode. I know, as usual, I'm lumping on it quite a bit, but there's a lot of great sequences. You're a real lumper. Mm -hmm. You know what? When I uh, order coffee, I tell them, hey, give me my Umbrella Academy with two lumps of of sugar. I usually get because they don't know what I'm talking about. But Uh, but I I don't know. In Park Slope, how often do people order lumps of sugar? You think? Yo, man, I live in Sunset Park now. All right, so oh, that's oh. right. We have to change our whole <laughs> the way we refer to your lifestyle now that you're yeah. on Sunset Park. Yeah, and uh, basically they're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah, <laughs> take the, they say take that shit back to Park Slope. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly this right. is this is Sunset Park. We're real tough here, and we have a delicious taco place down the block. Uh, so, what is it like, talk- Alex? When you, Alex, what is it like when you all gather together <laughs> to watch the sun go down at the end of the day? Yeah, the you park and the rest is of the nice- neighbor neighborhood. Uh, well, we sing the Sunset Park song, of course. I don't want to repeat no. it here, but everybody knows the lyrics, and it's a really beautiful moment. Yeah, well, that's nice. Goodbye, sun. <laughs> oh, you know it. I yeah. lived in Sunset Park briefly, yes. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Hello, uh, my well, My people sun. here, we believe traditionally that we are the ones who bring the sun down in Sunset Park. It's never been proven, but the belief is strong in my people. Yes. Okay. It's true. <laughs> Nothing. I lived in Sunset Park. What are we talking about exactly? We're talking about Valley. the Umbrella Academy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Should we maybe get back to that a little bit? Uh, let's... Let's talk about some of the various storylines. Pete, I'm sure uh, you were into Hazel and Cha-Cha in particular. You want to chat about that? What you liked about yeah, that, Yeah, yeah. Just w- one thing I want to – I was upset that we started with the, the creepy guy's, like, origin story. Um, I could give a shit. You're a bad guy. You shouldn't get an origin story. But wow. I – Wait, uh, no. I love that. That was one of my wait, favorite parts of the episode. Agreed. I love I the just idea. Think there were the set pieces in this episode. I thought were the best parts. The the mm-hmm. bit at the top where we get the origin of Harold, um, the uh, the thing with Klaus uh, hanging out with his uh, dad in the barbershop was very cool. Um, uh, well, first off, I just wanted to say when it, when it comes to creepy guy's origin story, don't beat your kids. Okay, it's a horrible life choice, and you just shouldn't do it. It's just it's, not life it's a choice, shitty, but, uh, shitty thing. And pl- please, yes. if you're out there, stop it. Okay, just fucking Pete, knock it off. Pete with a big take, a take that you never hear. <laughs> don't abuse your children. Yeah, uh, I do want to say, give them hugs. The tell them you love them, even if they're the worst. <laughs> wow. I love the opening sequence because I think it's such a smart idea of if you exist in this world where you know there's seven kids who are the most famous kids in the world who were all born on October 1st, 1989, and you were born on October 1st, 1989, and your life is terrible, of course you're going to be like, yeah, I secretly have superpowers as well. And the yeah. fact that he does it what and is he gets this? shut the Joker down so movie? hard... Nobody cares Forgetting about, about your adult or- Leonard who I Pete, I agree with you. Adult Leonard sucks, like legitimately sucks. I don't want to watch him. I don't want to see him on my screen. I don't like him at all. But the origin of the kid as a standalone idea in the universe of the Umbrella Academy is a very smart thing to do. 
Agreed. Just no. You're nodding your head no on this audio podcast. Yeah, I just I can't I can't disagree with you more. Like, yeah, it just even the voiceover start to it was just shitty because it was like, here's an ordinary kid whose only chance at a good life died as soon as he was born. Oh, well, his life's going to suck. Let me try to put put you in the same mindset uh, as as Leonard to see if you can identify with him. Um, It'd be like if you were born, uh, you were born, uh, it would have everyone, if seven other people on your birthday got your version of a superpower, like a free six-inch meatball sub from Subway. Oh, man. What if you, all these you hear about all these other people with the same birthday are getting this six inch subway t- meatball sub from Subway? Uh, great, like obviously meat, highest quality meat. You get like two and a half to three meatballs, what, um, wait, a, a what, bunch of sauce. Wait, you're talking about some meatball subs and it's making me really hungry. And I just wanted to point out something. Before I left, I got a city sub meatball sub, which in my opinion is one of the best meatball subs in New York City. So I was very happy about that. But listen, if a bunch of people are getting free shit, oh, I'm sorry, you got to work for it. Some people get handed superpowers. Other people got to work for it. Fucking so what? That doesn't mean you get to fucking grow up and be a fucking asshole. I think you'd be a supervillain called the meatballer as well. <laughs> the thing that I did find annoying, though, is how they tried to play cagey about it being Leonard at the beginning, because you watch that and it opens up the episode and you're like, Oh, that's Leonard. This is a cool origin story for him. And then they're like, he's from the back. He's in shadow. He's a little out of focus. And then they do the slow pad around him and you're like, yeah, we know it's Leonard. Just get to it. It's fine. We get it. Come on. Because they already established that there's a dead body. Like there's only, there's no other, there are no other villains in this show. Like there's no way it could be another. Exactly. It's also wild that he's had five days to put this together, that like he found a journal, immediately read it, and it was like, I'm targeting Vanya. Here's what we're doing. We're ready to go. Which is, I guess maybe he had 12 years in prison to plan it or something like that, but that's crazy. Anybody think that was a short amount of time for taking a hammer to your father's Very short amount of time. He had a a a massive superbone plan, and he's just rolling with it. He's a kid, you know, they don't put kids in jail for as long as adults. Yeah, but what psych test is he going to pass is my question to you. He's passed a lot of, everyone thinks he's pretty normal in the world. Nobody thinks he is. Vanya does. Pete, can we talk, we're getting very stuck on this. Can you talk about Hazel and Cha-Cha? What did you like about that? Okay, so. Donuts, it was involved, donuts were involved in the, the plot line. Kissing yeah. through donut holes, through the hole of the donut, because that's how you kiss when you kiss someone who works at a donut store. <laughs> no, but what was great about this is... Wait, I'm sorry to interrupt. What if it's a Boston cream? All right. Um, <laughs> interesting. You, did you kiss right through that messy, messy middle? That's like oh. a French kiss. That's yeah, very it's, sexual. It's delicious. It's fucking that's delicious. A, if you kiss through a crawler, that's called a French kiss. Kiss oh, through no. a crawler. All right. Um, Anyways, you asked me a question, and then we I was thinking that too. I was thinking that too. But I already sang one song this episode, so I can't sing another one. Yeah, we don't have the budget for all this. Baby, to be like a kiss through a crawler, baby. Go ahead, Pete. What? You asked me a question, and then won't let me answer it. Uh, Yes, trying to sing "Kiss from a Crawler," the hit song from Batman for Donuts. (laughs) Pete got so annoyed, by the way Just so everybody knows Pete got so annoyed, his headphones just fell off 
Yeah, that's that's angry. That's like My a cartoon anger. Like, <laughs> yeah. like when a steam comes out of a cartoon character's ears, that's literally what happened. And we saw physical evidence of Pete being a cartoon. Doot! Doot doot! Yeah, it's still an audio podcast, assholes. All right, so the, it's really beautiful because there's this moment where uh, Cha-Cha is going to kill Hazel in the woods. We get to see it from... Uh, Cha-Cha's, uh, no, I'm sorry, from Hazel's point of view, and he sees a bird, and he, like, realizes that the donut lady is his true love, and is really kind of like, that moment really turns him to be like, okay, fuck all this, I'ma just see, if I got three days, I'd rather roll three days with the love of my life, and go out that way, than fucking, you know, keep time jumping and killing people. But it was really funny to hear uh, Cha-Cha's response to Hazel when Hazel, you know, Hazel was like, listen, I'm in love. Let me go our separate ways. She's chained to a radiator, and she still was like, fuck you. We've got the best job in the world. We get to go to exotic places, meet new people, and then kill them. That was hilarious. That's a very funny line. Um, yeah, the, the Hazel and Cha-Cha stuff is like... I feel like um, it's not my favorite part. I'm much more interested in what's happening with uh, our academy members, um, the members of the academy. Um, uh, so, like, I, I think it's fun, but, like, what? I it feels like we uh, know what's going to happen to me. You you didn't get you weren't moved by the fact that the donut lady was going to give up everything to be with Hazel like the whole moment no, where I, I thought he that got was choked sweet. up and all and was like I can't believe you're going to do this. She, and I then know they, she was. She was going to give up the crullers, the and, Boston yeah, creams. She's given up the best the job you could place. have working at a donut place. And they spin kiss and they're all so excited to start their new life. And you guys could give I a guess. Shit. I don't know. The impression that I get, and maybe this is terrible to say out loud, but the impression that I get watching this storyline is it feels like they thought, oh, isn't that funny to have a big young guy and a tiny old lady fall in love? Isn't that funny? And well, I will say we don't learn we don't learn much about her, so it's hard exactly. to really care for her because we know that she right. likes she's around the the crullers, the Boston she, creams. Right. Yeah, but that's the, the, the thing you those don't know cakey donuts, the old fashioned cakey donuts. You don't know how old she is. She's living hard, you know, living that donut life. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that sugar she, really ages you. Yeah, <laughs> she could be like thirty four. You have no idea. That's true. I guess I didn't really think about that. Uh, I want to talk about my favorite sequence, which I know I'm a sucker for Klaus, but Klaus, after he takes, I assume it's ecstasy, and uh, ends up in his weird flash to death thing where he interacts with Reginald Hargreaves, was great. Like, that whole sequence, I love that sequence. I love, yeah, what? He doesn't take it. That's the whole point. He crawls oh, right. for it. He has the he knocks thing it out of with the hand. Dave. Yeah, oh, right. and he throws it because he's like, Luther's more important than drugs. And that was a beautiful moment because Ben really got to him when he was like, Luther would do anything for you and you're not going to fucking help him. It was, it was great. I thought Ben had a really nice moment. It was funny when Klaus like walked right through him. Everybody loves and the Ben. Fact, and the fact that he threw away the drugs to go save his brother was really touching. And then he hit his head, and that's when he got to see his dad. But first, right. Sorry, he met I was watching God. it triple speed. Go ahead. 
He was what he met God on a bicycle, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, all that whole thing uh, that was whole fun. Sequ- yeah, the whole sequence was well filmed, and I really liked whether it's true or not the explanation that Reginald Hargreaves killed himself to bring everybody together. Like, I don't think that's one hundred percent true, but that interpretation of it, the relationship between Reginald and Klaus, I thought was very cool. The way it was played out. Also, it was really cool the way it was shot, where it was like we went from this like very colored kind of like rave scene to this like black and white quiet, but like his shirt was very bright. It was very cool, very well shot. My favorite part of the episode, though, is getting to see Luther really let his hair hang. Oh, yeah, dude. Getting that (laughs) that, rave scene on. That body hair out. Yeah, just letting it loose. That's uh, That reminded me very strongly. I went to the Bronx Zoo once, and there was a gorilla doing a rave like that. And it was kind of the same sort of thing. Yeah, you show up for all the animal raves, right? Mm-hmm. I used to, man, before this pandemic. I'm a member, yeah. so we get advanced access to the animal raves. Nice. Do you have a bunch of weird drugs with the zebras and stuff? Dude, that's creepy <laughs> as fuck, bro. Getting loose with the turtles. If you're, if you're a member of the Wildlife Conservation Society, you get to go to the Bronx Zoo and do whatever you want to the animals. Oh, come on, dude. Go yeah, on. That, at 9 p.m., the zoo closes and they just open the cages. And any members can get up there and fuck <laughs> around, dude. I mean, or in I your case, Pete, in your far. case, Pete, yeah, duck, you can duck do whatever around. you want. Pete, you can duck yeah, around up duck, there. You can duck around, Pete. You, you guys are really <laughs> weird. Oh, I can see your headphones slowly moving away from your ears again. <laughs> Justin, Don't what did you it. like about this episode? Was there anything uh, that particularly grabbed you? Any sequences? Uh, well, I mean, uh, the the stuff with Luther, I legitimately did like. The fact that he sort of uh, confronts um, him, his whole reputation and personal sense of confidence is, uh, gets shattered um, when he finds out that he wasn't doing good work on the moon. And then he just, like, cuts. It was great to see him just being uh, out there and... Uh, Letting that hair hang, as I yeah, said. Yeah, it was also like uh, sweet the way he kind of cried on Klaus's shoulder, and it was it was uh, it was kind of fun, and it wasn't like overacting drunk. You know what I mean? Like sometimes when you see someone like pretending to be drunk, you're just kind of like, "What is going on?" I thought it was done nicely. Did you guys like the Coldplay video that played at the end of the episode? Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, I love Coldplay; they're my favorite band. Uh, um, it was a very the, – the ending sequence that sort of said, look, everything is bad, felt very much like a 1990s Coldplay music video. <laughs> well, it was interesting because what I liked about it was it kind of sh- set a tone and also was like showing where everybody is, their kind of status currently. And then the kind of chorus was, we hope that you choke. And it's like our heroes – are kind of choking on saving the world. They're not really taking care of business. Yeah. So like Coldplay, kind of depressing music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Last thing I wanted to call out, though, was Vanya's plot line, just because despite Leonard sucking, Ellen Page's Vanya continues to be great. I love the sequence of them walking down the street and bending the lamppost. I know that was in the last episode as well. Uh, And just her finally using her powers and blowing past those thugs is very well staged. Uh, The effects are very good there as well. Uh, So it's cool. Uh, I wish she wasn't tied to Leonard, but I like her in that plot line. I also liked her kind of like, 
making fun of kind of superhero stuff in the moment where she's like, do I point my fingers? Do I, you know what I mean? Like, it feels silly, and it was kind of like a fun comment on, like, this is ridiculous. And I felt like that giggle was kind of uh, a fun moment. Yeah. yeah. Any other moments you want to call out before we start to wrap up here? Anything else that jumped out to you about this particular episode? Justin? Um, Pete? I, uh, I like the flashback, uh, Klaus's flashback to Dave um, in the middle of the rave, the Dave rave. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. That was a fun little moment. Um, like you're saying, Klaus, no matter what is sort of the story of the, the main the rest of the characters, Klaus's stuff always feels like it really pops in the midst of no matter what's happening. And I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I really like the Klaus dad stuff where it was like, if anyone's going to talk to that fucking shitty dad, I'm glad it was Klaus and Klaus gave it to him straight. He was like, you're a fucking psycho of world's worst father. What the fuck did you expect to happen? Um, but as far as like real, other stuff that I wanted to kind of talk about in the episode. Like I thought the Diego mom stuff was still very interesting. Like even though all this stuff's going on, like Diego just seeing his mom, like just kind of like falling back into this, Oh mom, help. Uh, my brother cut himself, you know, like that was really kind of sweet and interesting. Um, but yeah, I think we covered a lot of, uh, stuff but just goddamn, I really, that father stuff was just so goddamn upsetting to watch. Are you looking forward to the next episode, The Day That Almost Was? <laughs> no, that's not really it. The Day That Might yeah. Happen? Uh, Justin, come on, don't fuck with him. The next episode is called, Ugh, What a Day. <laughs> <laughs> Days, am I right? Yeah, days are crazy. <laughs> um, I do think it's interesting the Diego character. It feels like can't really. It's not quite coming together. I want more from him. I, he, I thought it was funny I when like he jumped act. through. Uh, Me too. He jumped through that window, and his brother was like, uh, "It's open," you know. And he's like, "Whatever, I'm a tough guy." It was kind of like a classic brother kind of thing. I thought that was. Uh, I like the actor a lot, but. Uh, They've definitely, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, but they've definitely muted what he can do from the comic book. Like, he's a total Batman-style badass in the comic book and awesome. And here, the fact that he goes up to a cop and he's like, hey, give me this evidence. And the cop's like, ah, I don't know. And he's like, why don't you give it to me? And the cop's like, all right, here it is. And that's how they figure out the mystery is not yeah. that cool. That's exactly <laughs> you know? right. It is not that cool. Yeah. Yes. All right. Before we wrap up here, who gets top marks for this episode? Justin, do you want to go first here? Top marks for the app. I mean, uh, <clears throat> I already said it, but I got to give it up for Luther. Uh, cut and loose. I think all the characters need to become the thing that they they aren't to, I think, solve this. They need to come out of the sort of, they've all but pinned themselves into these different bad situations. And Luther uh, getting himself out of the Superman role of the, like, the the Boy Scout uh, who always does the right thing and cutting loose a little bit, I think, will help him uh, save the day in the next few episodes, perhaps. Hmm. Pete? Uh, well, I, th- I know you're going to say Klaus. I want to say Klaus, but... For me, close second is uh, Hazel. Really got to see some emotion from him. And then, like, uh, 
you know, it was it was nice to see a little bit more of his point of view of that day, and I think that really helped things. And uh, yeah, yeah, I think that actor is killing it, and it's just an absolute joy to watch. Uh, I'm gonna say, despite what you just said, Pete, my top marks is Klaus. Uh, Klaus was great <laughs> yeah, in this episode. Yeah. You can't, you can't <laughs> he was, not he was say Klaus. Great. Yeah. I mean, he's so good. And like Justin said, there's something about like Robert Sheehan on screen where the just sequences just pop so much more. That uh, Flash wherever sequence was so good and so well filmed. The stuff with Billy is so emotional. Uh, it's great. I love watching his storyline. And there, thank you all for watching our audio podcast. We appreciate it. A <laughs> uh, couple of things to plug before we go. You can follow us socially at Podcademy on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast on YouTube. Come hang out. We'd love to chat with you about the Umbrella Academy. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen to the show. ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, this is it for the Umbrella Podcast of Eve.